The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined, as always, Friday afternoons by my guy, Lord Breeds, Rich Rebar from Sharp Football Analysis. We are, uh, as always, picking our five favorite games against the spread uh if at any point uh if i if i go if i go dark if we mess up right now we are recording this as belgium and or not belgium brazil and croatia are about to head to pk so rich i i apologize to you in advance if you if you catch me breathless for a second but you should should have just had waited we could have just watched it and then recorded I guess, well, you know, you know, it's, it's all, it's a productivity multitasking. I mean, you know, you know, I love a good, uh, you know, I love a good multitask, but I mean this, how do you feel about the world cup being this time of year? Have you enjoyed it, it or hate, hate it? it? Okay. Yeah. Hate it. It's, but I actually think for like uh, a person who just lives their life and doesn't watch European soccer, it's gotta be amazing because you, you got college football, bowl games, you got the NFL. It's, it's like, this is like the best time of year. You're, you got something on, all the time. The only way it could be even better would be if they like threw a golf major in here somehow. But yeah, this is this has got to be amazing for like dude who just like hits same game parlays on DraftKings. It's got to be amazing. <laughs> just incredible. Just feeding. I, I listen. Uh, I'm three weeks out. Uh, January first. Everything's legal here. I already got the apps downloaded. Uh, we're ready to rock, man. I was at the casino this past weekend in person and was checking out the see the what they're uh, putting up for the book and stuff. Uh, it's it's coming, man. That's amazing. Uh, apparently in Missouri, um, apparently there there is, so, I don't remember the name of the guy, but one of our state senators is like preparing to to make another run at it in the spring session. So maybe by 2024, we will, we will have legal sports betting in Missouri, or maybe it'll just be legal nationwide. Maybe yeah, they'll just, I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe I couldn't believe Ohio was got on board now you know ohio being such a swing state they're so late to get in on everything it's like literally right. well, well, what does the room tell us we're allowed to do right <laughs> that's, exactly that's how they've handled everything so i didn't expect to even have it yet but i'm excited to uh lose a bunch of money I, it's it's the best <laughs> it's, it's sports sports gambling sports gambling with legal books farming the bonuses and everything it's it's absolutely uh, it's absolutely beautiful. So I've told the story. I have a we. I go through a local bookie, and this dude is like, it's it's coming to an end for. He's been doing it for over forty years. What what's he gonna do, man? Is he I sad? don't know, man. It's, is it's, is, it's, is he bummed I, out? He, he still says he's gonna have clients that are just they come through him, and they're, he's still gonna have those people that he's dealt with for years. So I um, I have heard that actually it's it's sort of similar to what happened when weed first got legal in the sense that there, there are a lot of kinks to be worked out right when it first gets legalized right. state by state so that the underground guys, because, you know, there is still an issue. The legal books will limit you 
And, you know, yeah, got to go through like their risk management. And if you bet too many sharp sides, like, and at, at the end of the day, it, it depends on like some markets, it's different than others because of the state by state regulations. But in, in some states, like the, the way it's done is just not good for the consumer. So the, the underground and the offshore guys end up, you know, getting theirs in the end anyway. Yeah. I and mean, he said he's like been doing it for so long that he's got people that come through him and he's going to continue to have people go through him. I will not continue to go through because <laughs> I there can't we wait go. to do player prop stuff. Man. It's, it's all what, that's what I want to get into. Yeah, I can't wait yeah. to start, but I've been watching for years, people milking these player props and I don't want to get in before ETR ruins everything. And then they, uh, <laughs> and, and then, and then, and then in the end, they are, uh, they're just going to limit you. You're going to beat them. You're yes. going to beat them too bad. And they're going to let you, and they're, and they're going to let you, uh, you know, do like $17 on, on every player prop. So last week's slate was beautiful, man. We had for DFS, it was amazing. We had some great games. We had totals over 50, some games that we thought were going to be bad end up being good. You know, Deshaun Watson whooping around. And then this week it's, it's uh, what's our marquee game. What are we, what are we excited about? I mean, there's nothing. It's rough. It's it's that complete opposite. I mean, literally Vikings Lions is what's being sold as the like. I mean, I and it is. It's for, for DFSN, I guess, for betting because it's going to be a hot game because you know obviously the big controversy amongst the talking heads are that the Lions are favored. When if you just look at anything objectively, you can easily find out why they're favored. Um, but yeah, that's really it. That's what they're selling us. We got the Herbert to a bowl on Sunday night. Twitter's probably going to be pretty fun around that one or miserable. Like there's probably going to be no in between. I still think one of the worst developments this season is like, we're actually talking about whether Justin Herbert's good or bad. I can't even believe this is like what this season is like come down to, but that's really it. This slate is not good though. Um, we had last week and this is rough. It's a good, it's good apple picking. Good, good day to go take your your family to go, you know, get a Christmas tree or whatever. You know, you go drink your your apple cider or whatever. Christmas your, tree. It's like mid December, man. Like, I mean, I I have mine. Trust me. I mean, we went we went <laughs> December first, buddy. It was it was all good to go. You know. Uh, all right. What is Jimmy, your? Are you done shopping? Is everything good? I'm just prolonging this. So we don't talk yeah, about these yeah. games. No, I got so I, I all my all my I I I bought a bunch of crap on Black Friday, like a bunch of a nice. bunch of stuff. Because I mean, it's just. It is actually unbelievable. Like a lot of things about the internet and modern society are horrible, but the ability to just do that all from your couch on Thanksgiving night, instead of like having to physically go to a location. I mean, it's better for everybody involved. Yeah. So my, my wife and uh, her mom, they would go every Thanksgiving they we'd eat and then they'd go out at like, you know, 6 PM and start waiting in lines or shit. And like, like, you don't do that anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm sure there are some places where people still do it, but I can't imagine it. I mean, I can't no. imagine doing that in, in any degree. Uh, all right, dude, number five, <laughs> let's go. Let's, let's, get, let's get to these games. What do you got? What do you got? Like the, the Arizona Cardinals here? What, what's, what, no, what are we, what no, are we no. our feet for? I've got the Ravens, man. Uh, and this is a bad slate, so. This is, my, this is my three. Okay, yeah, I've got the Ravens. This is basically we're picking them to win at this point. Uh, it's one and a half. You obviously down to one and a half. Now, if you would have got it open in contest, it was three. I mean, we're really just saying, you know, can a John Harbaugh team beat Kenny Pickett? And that's where I'm going to at least say this game is absolutely disgusting though. The Steelers are favored and they have a sub 20 point team total. I don't know how many times that's happened. Uh, not a lot, let alone this year, let alone, you know, in NFL history, but 
it's rough. But I'm basically looking at Tyler Huntley completely functional. We saw him last year in in a worse environment. I mean, this team was worse when he was when he was the quarterback last year. Uh, we can argue that the receivers are are not better, but as overall, the Ravens team is much better with Tyler. You know that that Tyler Huntley is walking into under center than he did at the end of last year when they just lost everybody. Uh, so basically I'm just looking at it as like, can this John Harbaugh team, this Ravens team, which I believe is better than this version of the Steelers team beat Kenny Pickett. And I believe they can. Yeah. I mean that, that was my, so my logic was if you're going to be such a team that is, is not really going to use your wide receivers. No, I'm not, I'm not coming into the conversation with Tyler Huntley is better than Lamar Jackson. I don't believe that in any way, shape or form, but the way the Ravens are calling plays on offense, this year it's like the the difference that lamar is going to create over huntley is all out of structure stuff it's all it's like the the 62 yard deep ball to deshaun jackson it's it's like the because they are they're not uh, an aggressive passing offense at all i mean even mark andrew's role has been so minimized in this offense and so basically my logic was the same as yours which is i got harbaugh over tomlin and let's call huntley versus pickett a draw at this point honestly it's like i i've seen very little from pickett and I, they're yeah. going to do the same thing. Like Pickett's going to throw everything six yards within the line of scrimmage. Uh, and that's what Huntley's going to do. It's literally like which quarterback doesn't make a mistake, right? Is what probably this one's going to come down to. Um, yeah. And, and you could say, you could say that the mistake free game from Huntley is maybe more possible because he can just run, you know, he can run 14 times or whatever and they can limit his passes. So yeah, I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally with you there. Pretty gross game though. Don't watch it. Yeah, don't do not do not watch this. If you um, are a uh, red zone watcher, uh, Scott Hansen will not be t- tapping into this game very often. Well, where's he gonna? Where is he gonna be going to? I was <laughs> laughing. Have you seen the four o'clock games this week? Like, what does red zone even show this week at four o'clock? Yeah, four o'clock uh, for the for the uninitiated, it's Carolina, Seattle, Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Miami, Los Angeles. It'll they'll they'll show. No, Miami, no, uh, no. It's uh, Denver, KC got fl- they flopped those. Oh yeah, so the, yeah. they got nothing. They got literally. You got a little bit of Chiefs, but the Chiefs will probably look a lot like the when they played the Rams two weeks ago, right? Like that's how that game's gonna go. That they it's it's I I was just saying this. I just got off a TV and I was literally just like, they're gonna treat this like a preseason game. I mean, they are they are like the the Broncos are in Hayden Hayden tweeted earlier this week about team totals and and uh, the Buccaneers having like the lowest team total of the week, and I was like, what are the are the Broncos on by? Because they're that (laughs) pathetic. I mean, they are they are Houston Texans level of pathetic on offense uh my number five if this was six it, it'd probably be my number one it's the philadelphia eagles minus seven on the road at the giants who either are going to have an injured saquon barkley or saquon barkley who's not playing they have no wide receivers left you know it's it's daniel bellinger it's it's a huge problem i i've been and you've probably you've probably been with me on this too it's just like fading the this giants win loss record the entire time uh i just i hate fading them in bets though man they're these are cover they're cover they're they're cover they're cover machines and because they are if you go back to thanksgiving like they're because they have no business being even in that game remotely close to the cowboys they're they're like legitimately good a good coach team though like when you watch them you're like yeah they're playing way above their heads and for optimal reasons it's not like one of those things like the vikings have a win-loss record we were like they're getting like a lot of like run out right like they're just running pure the Giants, you can see, like, they're doing, like, the proper things with the players they have. They're just limited with the personnel they have. 
yeah, they just don't have they just don't have good players. I mean, that's right. you know they're they're Pretty playing <laughs> they're playing they're playing Isaiah Hodgins and who who started the year out on the Bills practice squad and Richie James and uh, what's the other guy's name the the Mark Marcus Johnson. You know, it's just it's all it's all a mess. And and the Eagles are the exact opposite. They have good players. They have an elite scheme. They have figured out. I mean, it, actually, funny enough. Uh, so instead of just having Jack Stoll pretend to be Dallas Goddard, they're just throwing the ball to Devonta Smith and AJ Brown on every down, and uh, that's really working really well for them because those guys yeah, are really yeah. good. Throwing the ball to your good players seems to work. Yeah, uh, didn't work it, for Josh McDaniels last night in the second half. Oh they decided not to throw to Devonte Adams, but I can't believe it. That was uh, that was so insane. I mean, has a team ever had three losses as bad as the Raiders have this year? Like absolute, just like they're like pantheon, like dick punch losses. Uh, I mean, what, what, honestly, what is worse, the Baker Mayfield loss or the Jeff Saturday loss? Like, what, what is objectively worse? And don't forget, they lost that Cardinals game where they were up twenty three nothing. And you know, Kyler had that one two point conversion where he ran around for literally six and a half minutes. And like, I mean, that was it. Feels like another season ago, but that that was that, that I was going to say. Like my my sense of time and perception has been so warped because of this Winter World Cup. Because I'm watching all of these. I'm watching like four soccer games a day. And it's like, oh yeah, and NFL games are happening in between. Like, absolutely, absolutely unreal. Um, the Jeff Saturday right. loss, though, terrible. Last night, terrible. Yeah, Baker though, the the Baker boys. He just needs another chance. Baker with that win last night just bought himself like another four years. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. But so that was Gino. My... Gino bought everyone years. I think. That's a. I mean, hey, and maybe that's right though. Right. And maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe because coaching and scheme and all that stuff is so important. Like maybe that's actually correct, you know? Um, and e- Eric eager has been making this point about how like the incentives for developing backup quarterbacks are so bad. Like that Baker Mayfield is a better option than Bryce Perkins. Who's been on the Rams roster for three years is like ass backwards, which I agree with, but still, I mean, that was a great spectacle on Thursday night. Yeah. <laughs> Rangers uh okay that was my number five we've done my number three what do you have next uh my four is the chiefs and it would be you know higher if it just you know wasn't such a huge line but basically when i look at this from laying point stance the broncos have scored more than 16 points this is this this is my this is my two so they've scored more than 16 points twice this year. So if you're looking at it just from a top-down perspective if i can get 26 points out of the chiefs uh i should be safe uh, but this Broncos team also, they're just down the rung so bad right now. It's its not even a thing where, like, we can just, like, punch down on, like, Hackett and Russ anymore. Those guys are still there. But, like, everyone is literally gone on their team. Like, obviously, they trade Bradley Chubb, and their pressure rate since they've lost Bradley Chubb is, is in the tank. They are – they're not going to have Cortland Sutton in this game. They're already down three starting linemen that aren't coming back probably this year. Uh, Jerry Judy, we don't know if he's even going to play a full allotment of snaps, right, in this game. You know, he only, he only played 20 snaps total last week. Um, he might still be banged up. Like, it's just rough, man. They just have nobody. Latavius Murray is their starting running back. Like, it's just so bad. It's just so bad the people that they have to put on the field in this offense too, uh, with it inherently being structurally flawed. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm completely, I'm completely with you. My, I my feel thing- like you said the Rams game a couple weeks ago is how I feel about this game. 
so my my thinking is very similar. Now that spread, or if you if people want to go back and listen, I I cowardly did the Chiefs as my number five. Then and I don't think did they cover in that one. I honestly I honestly can't remember. I mean that again feels like uh, a million years ago. Um, <laughs> you did have they, them that week though, and so they, they were laying 15, fifteen and a half. Fifteen, yeah. So in in that uh, in that contest, they uh, they made six red zone trips and got one touchdown, one touchdown. out of it. And uh, like, I'll, I'll just say like, I'm going to assume that uh, that doesn't happen. And again. Bryce Perkins was more of a wild card than Russell Wilson is at this point, like laying 15 to Bryce Perkins. You're like, well, some weird shit could happen. Like, what exactly? Exactly. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what is, what is Russell Wilson? What is Russell Wilson um, bringing to us? You know, at, uh, at, at this point, you know, it's like, we, we know, we know what he's doing. He's going to be bad and, and nothing's going to change. I don't think, Nathaniel Hackett is going to, um, you know, come up with some revolutionary, uh, you know, thing that's going to flip them overnight. And they're not going to have Cortland Sutton in this game. Jude, I mean, again, like these are such minor details. It doesn't matter. The the Broncos thing is such a wreck. But not only do they not have probably their best wide receiver now, but he, he wasn't even useful to begin with. Right. Judy, yeah. if he does practice in full today, I, I will be interested in DFS, though. Yeah uh i i'm i'm gonna play kendall hinton and i'm just gonna go ahead and uh and go down and go down with that ship i love uh, it just accept it accept the uh non-profits early i mean what's you know what's what's the what's the point um yeah all right so wait that was your that was number four that was your number four all right uh my number four is the detroit lions minus a point and a half over the minnesota vikings the lions man no one no one wants to admit it they're good. I stupidly took the Jacksonville Jaguars last week. Uh, really just bad, bad, bad by me. Uh, just too much of a Trevor Lawrence believer. I, I just keep getting rugged by this guy. But uh, I, uh, my thoughts on this are the Lions with this full complement of guys with Swift, St. Brown, and Shark all going. Their offense is way better than the market anticipated, you know, to, to start the year and everything. And the Vikings defense, I mean, you've been on this beat the whole time. The Vikings defense is horrific, just just really, really bad. And I think I think the market is almost telling you to bet on the Lions by the fact that the Vikings are so far ahead of them in the standings and the Lions are favored. Like, I think that the market is literally just telling you, like, we, we have people wanting to bet the Vikings here, but we can't we can't move this number. Yeah, I mean, the uh, from a top down, like I said, if you look at it objectively, like statistically, like the Lions should be favored. One, they're at home. Like you look at like stuff like DVOA on offense and defense, they're better than the Vikings in both areas. Uh, they now only the only the Bill, the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Eagles have scored at a higher rate per drive, uh, points per drive than the Lions. They're number one in red zone efficiency. Um, their defense actually since the bye has been like, okay, they've gone from like being like the worst defense in the NFL to just being like, like 20th, like, eight, like that, that's a big jump though. Like just not being the worst defense in the NFL matters. Uh, and it's helped them out. They're at home. Also when these teams played early in the year on the road, like the, the Lions squandered this game. Like they were in, they were in control. They were leading literally for what? 59 minutes of this game. They tried to kick a 54 yard field goal that wouldn't have mattered. Like a touchdown still would have beaten them if they made it and they missed it and set the uh, Vikings up with a short field and the Vikings went and scored and won the game in the last minute. But Amon Ra was hurt that game. Uh, that was the first game where he hurt his high ankle. DeAndre Swift uh, was banged up that week. They got those guys back. It's 
yeah, I mean, it, there's a reason to say it. Now, I know we'll so some weird things happen for the Vikings, like seemingly every week. Maybe it's every week this team. Man, there, it's like it's like the it's like the Giants. It's it's like it's like something fluky goes their direction. Like they were gonna lose what they were gonna lose. Braxton Barrios straight just dropped the touchdown, uh, and then yeah. the Jets still had another shot. They got all the way down to the red zone. Uh, just every week, every week with this team, the just magic happens. I'm excited for this game, though. I hope it's hot. Yeah, and I I like uh, Dan Campbell had like his come to Jesus moment with the fourth down stuff and has been super. I, what was it week three where he kicked and they lost because he kicked? That was it. And that was this game. That was this. He talked about it. Yeah, it was this. It was this when they played in Minnesota. Uh, yeah, they were oh, up twenty one. Right. They were they were up uh they were up 24-21, and he tried a fifty four yard field goal, which would have made a touchdown. Would have could could have still beat them, and they missed it. Yeah. But it was yeah. like fourth. It was like a fourth and four or a fourth and three. Uh, but they had they had like a fourth and one the drive before and they didn't get it. So I, I think they they played it into that factor and they got scared. But these teams, yeah. listen, the Chiefs did it last week. The Chiefs tried a fifty what a fifty two yarder with Harrison. And Harrison Bucker's a good kicker, but you have Patrick Mahomes. Like you, a field goal still beats you. Like you're you're trying to tie the game when a field goal still beats you at Joe Burr on the other side of the field. You have Patrick Mahomes. Go score a touchdown. Apparently, apparently, uh, what happened was Mahomes got banged up on that play. Apparently, that's what people are saying. People are saying he he hurt his ankle or something on that third down, so they didn't want to go for it. I I don't know if that's Someone true or not. Someone's falling on that sword. Yeah, yeah. I, that's just that's uh that's just what that's just what people are saying. Um, you know, we'll we'll see if that's true or not. So we already did my three. My three was the Ravens. So we have your three all right my three is the jets darkness i know but this is uh just a huge line man i mean this this bill's offense has not been particularly great since whenever the josh allen elbows and stuff whether it's just coincidental or not but they are scoring points early and then just fading away they're just not getting a lot of production out of non-stefan Diggs guys is kind of what's going on um you know you look at their their Red zone scoring is down. Uh, everything is just bad, man. I mean, you look at, so since week seven, in the second half of games, the Bills have scored a touchdown on three of 31 drives. Like the Buffalo Bills. That's absolutely wild to me that like, that that's an actual statistic. Uh, also, they're just so banged up on defense. I think that this game will be like the Jets can hang around or even just backdoor this because of weird Mike White stuff, like, because they're actually just willing to be aggressive. Uh, if you look at like what they've done under Mike White, uh, neutral early down stuff is way up. They're also using play action a ton more. They're just willing to throw the ball. I don't think he played particularly well last week. He actually didn't play well last week. No, he uh, played terrible. <laughs> but uh, you see, like the Jets are just willing to run a different offense with him, and it's and it just gives them more outs when they are bad, right? Like you can't recover from a bad Zach Wilson game. They've shown that they can like still hang around in a bad Mike White game. Uh, so basically I'm looking at these 10 points and I'm looking at a couple ways I can get there and I'm just going to take them. I mean, I think probably short, I mean, uh, we've, we've actually, we've actually talked about this a ton, uh, but just taking the underdog for these crazy spreads has just been a really winning strategy. Well, especially for a team that is a good, like a, the Jets defense, like I actually, the Jets defense is good. good. They have good skill position players. You know, it's like it's like what am I going to do? Bet it's the not Texans? like taking fifteen with the Rams, right? Like we're just the, gonna, like we're taking the blind number. 
Right, exactly. And and it's like if Mike White can have a, a B-plus Mike White game, not a B-plus like quarterback game, but a B-plus Mike White game, you're feeling like really good about them covering here. Um, so I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally with that. I, I don't, I don't have them because I yeah. just like, I got bad vibes about this, um this Mike White situation. We've already done my three and my two with the Ravens and the Chiefs. So I only have uh, your two, your one and my one left. Uh, yeah. My two is the Seahawks. Uh, even, I mean, it might help them that Kenneth Walker is not active this game, to be honest. Like, you know, maybe, like, maybe it, I like, unlike the giants, they'll probably were like Saquon being out, like, what do you do? But it might help them if, you know, uh, Kenneth Walker is not here to soak up a bunch of carries and we get more Geno Smith, but I show that this game should be closer to like six and a half, seven. So I'm getting a home team with a line that I believe is off. So I'm going to take it. I'm definitely not buying anything Sam Darnold did a couple weeks ago against the Broncos where he just managed the game and they were able to to run a lot in that game. In that game, they were minus 21% below pass rate expectation. They basically just said, hey, we'll let the Broncos hang themselves. Uh, and they did, uh, of course. And so basically, I'm going to say, yeah, I show this line to be way off. It might help them that Kenneth Walker's out because where they might just use their best players more. Um, and that's it. I mean, I'm not going to hear, I'm not going to hear any Kenneth Walker slander. The guy, the guys, uh, I, I love Kenneth Walker. I like him but, just fine. But you're, you're totally right. I mean, anything that's, and although, I mean, you, we already know this isn't going to happen though. This is like, this is the Pete Carroll thing is he's just going to treat Travis Homer like Kenneth Walker. In, Are you in playing game, Travis Homer this week? I will play Travis Homer if DJ Dallas is out. If they're both active, no, no. No chance, but yeah, because I don't think they're going to have So it's him and Tony Jones? Yeah, because I think Tony Jones would just get the grunt work. Tony Jones would just be first, second downs. Maybe he would steal some goal line work, but I, I still probably wouldn't think so. I think we are, uh, I, I, feel, I, would, I, I mean, I wouldn't feel good, but in the context of the slate, I would feel good about uh, Travis Homer again, because it's it's truly like Derrick Henry is projecting for 20% projected ownership and he hasn't had a run of 10 yards in six weeks. I'm not doing that. Looks like it looks like this might be a big dog owns me week. And there's been plenty of those over my DFS career. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's always possible. Does not seem very probable, but you, uh, I saw that last week was the first game. He didn't break a tackle in his career. Seems, seems bad. Seems bad. Um, I think he's so hurt. Was, We've been talking about it. Thorman just brought it up in the text thread. We've been talking about it for a couple weeks. I, I, like he went on the injury report like four weeks ago, and no one's really talked about it. And he might. I just don't know if he's really healthy. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you're we we got your we got your number one and my number one left. Uh, my number one is the Dolphins. I mean, oh, this is, I thought for sure we would be on the same one. I'm I'm shook. Who you got? 49ers. Oh, 49ers. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm just not even touching. That's another heart of darkness game. I'm just, <laughs> uh, yeah, but basically this is another line. I just show way off this chargers team right now. They just, they're getting Mike Williams back, but they're, they're not going to probably have Corey Lindsley who's still in concussion protocol. They're already down to their third right tackle of rotation there. Uh, they left last week's game with just one starter from this the, to start the season in, on a, other offensive line. If anyone watched that Chargers game last week, 
Herbert should have got a purple heart, man. Like, dude, Chandler Jones and Max Crosby were in the backfield in like 0.25 seconds every single snap. Uh, this Chargers team, though, just is getting absolutely flooded defensively. Uh, they're third now, or they're, they've allowed the third highest rate of scoring drives in the NFL. They're allowing the most plays of 20 or more yards. They're allowing the most plays of 30 or more yards. The Dolphins are literally just a splash play machine on offense. The 49ers kind of disrupted what the Dolphins do, but they had guys open. Big, There was definitely a big play potential in that game still available for the Dolphins. Two was just a little rattled. This Chargers team is just not healthy, man. They 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 lost the Raiders last week. We just lost to Baker Mayfield last week. They needed a two-point conversion almost as time expired to beat the Arizona Cardinals the week before. I just, I just have no faith in what they, they can put on the field right now. I mean, look, I have absolutely no disagreements. Uh, betting, like, how rich would you be if you just bet against the Chargers anytime they're favored? Like, it's got to be, it's got to be one of the most profitable spots in sports. But obviously, they're not favorites this week. But yeah, uh, I, I don't disagree with you that 49ers Buccaneers is is a sad game. But I just the Buccaneers are just bad, man. The Buccaneers are. are like they're they're losing to the Browns. Dude, the they're, NFC playoffs are going to be miserable. Buddy, we better hope the Panthers do not win this game against the Seahawks because they are trending. They are trending to hosting the Dallas Cowboys in a playoff game right now. I mean, because like Tampa Bay, like people are going to get back on board in the playoffs. Like, well, Tampa Bay can make a run. Like, I'm just over watching them. Uh, I did. People are like, oh, the the comeback was so great. I'm like, I watched the first seven fifty seven minutes of that game, and it was the hard. It was they were awful. Yes. Yeah, you are, you are, uh, you are 100% correct. So, but really it just comes down to, I think the 49ers should be able to efficiently move the ball. They should be able to get to, let's say, you know, 24, 25 points. And uh, I mean, don't, don't look now, but the Tampa Buccaneers under one Mr. Thomas Brady are not that different than the Denver Broncos on, honestly, it, it, it's just such a pain watching them try to score. And, and Mike Evans, I mean, how many, I think it's how, a lot like the Steelers from last year, right? Oh, you're, that's a that's a better comp. That's a better comp. Like, yeah. dude, every, the only thing they can do is throw short. It's like all running back stuff. Chris Godwin, like six yards downfield stuff. I think Brady. I looked this up and throws twenty five more yards downfield. He's only, I think he's only completed two the past six weeks. Not good. And is it is it Brady's fault or is it Evans' fault? I th- I honestly, when I watched. Brady, I don't really feel like he's playing bad. Like he, I, so I dis, I I agree with you halfway. I think when he makes throws, the arm still looks pretty live. Yeah, like it's not quite like Ben when I say like he's a look like Roethlisberger last year. But I think what the offense changed, though sucks. But I think what's changed about Brady is he is like, I'm not getting hit, I'm not scrambling, I'm not moving. I am a designated hitter. You wheel me out, I make the throw, and I think that unwillingness to hang in the pocket and we this actually happened with manning too in the end like manning always had the noodle arm like the last like four years of his career but what really changed was when he stopped being willing to get hit at all is when it totally went downhill and i think that's what's happening with brady i can see something especially with the offensive line i also i just think that the buccaneers like their coaching staff are donkeys man like it's it's rough, man. I mean, you hear these quotes and stuff like from Leftwich and Todd. Dude, Todd Bowles tried to lose that game twice on Monday night. 
And the, like Dennis Allen let him off the hook by equally trying to lose it <laughs> twice. But like, I mean, ah, oh, this coaching staff just inspires no faith for the Buccaneers. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's I right. It's like a, a coach. I, I guess Shanahan and Bulls. Like it's like it's not like I'm a big uh, Shanahan believer either. But uh, yeah, there we go, man. So, can't can't go wrong Bad with games. the 49ers as my number as my number one. Uh, DFS. Sucks. I mean, are you just are you just jamming Minnesota Detroit, or do you have an alternative angle? I'm trying to find ways to not <laughs> jam Minnesota Detroit. It's very hard though, right? Like, it's just like, what are these games that you can tell yourself on that? Like it could be two way competitive and high scoring, maybe Browns Bengals, right? Like is the only way to get there. Maybe Jags Titans, if Lawrence is relatively healthy, but if we don't have trail on Burks, like who's really holding the water on the Titans passing game. Although the Jaguars defense is, Ooh, Ooh, it's rough, but yeah. yeah. You, you, moving that, moving that Dolphins chargers game off of the main slate to Sunday night really impacted this slate a lot for sure. Yes. Yeah. No, you are, you are, uh, you are 100% correct about Tell that. Tell me though, give me, your, give me your angles here. What are, so what are... angle number one is Eagles double stacks. Again, you go, people you go, will float it back. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Hurts was 4% owned last week on DraftKings. So I don't, I don't think there's going to be a ground. I mean, maybe he gets to 8% this week because the options are way worse. Insane that he was that low. Devonta Smith, I I I, I want to say was two percent in my contest, you know, and obviously AJ Brown is the one who broke the slate. But it's like it's like when Goddard was in, you could not play doubles because they were still a low volume passing offense. But now, like they're the the Eagles' offense without Dallas Goddard has become the Dolphins' offense, where it's only those two dudes right. and those throws are super successful. Like they're just like killing it on those. So that's angle number one. And then trying to figure out what Allen ownership stuff is going to be like. And if Allen ends up being like the second chalk, I'll, I'll probably, you know, I can't help myself. I'll do a little bit of Mahomes and Justin Watson or, or whatever, you know, Kendall Hinton, bring back uh, <laughs> Judy, bring back, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think Judy pops on my end a lot. Just depends. I need to, he just needs to be healthy. It's kind of one of those situations. I just want to see, cause like Dulce is going to be popular and I'm, totally ready to fade greg dulcich chalk like we watched him play a month without jerry judy right like where it's the same situation where it was just him and Cortland Sutton, and he didn't do anything until sunday so if he's going to be really popular i don't know how popular conquer will be i think he'll be more popular on DraftKings than fanduel because he's 2700 and just like what the hell right like um but i'm also curious to see what mark andrews comes in at you know we because mark andrews is really cheap on fanduel uh, pricing and if we can get a run out where people are just like well i'm gonna pay down and just play dulcich man like he's looking really good in pricing over there yeah i mean it's Dul- tough to, dulcich baby it's a tough week man it's a tough week there's not a lot of value uh at running back which we've had the last couple weeks with the guys like like zonovan knight and um DraftKings deandre swift is probably super chalky right yeah, fifty eight hundred mega mega chalk, which I guess I guess that means uh, our old friend J- Jamal Williams is going to be the Uber, <laughs> the Uber duper leverage. Yeah, yeah, it's you know I don't, no team has more guys get tackled at the one yard line than the Detroit Lions. It's uh, I I think Amon Ross St. Brown by my rough calculations has been tackled at the one thirty seven <laughs> times already this season. It's it's like kind of unbelievable, but they did finally have? bump up uh, his pricing on DraftKings finally. Yeah. Yeah. 
But they got um, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson's still sub 6K. So I like Ayuk as direct salary leverage on him because they're the same price on DraftKings. And one of those guys is going to be 15%. One of them is going to be 1% maybe. And uh, yeah, can I like you, Judy can you, in that price range. Can you talk yourself into Elijah Moore running around on uh, 70% of dropbacks last week? No, because it was 50. He, they threw 57 passes. Like if, if the argument for Elijah Moore is they have to throw 60 passes, that's not really a great argument. Well, except, so what if the argument is this is always the way the Jets wanted to play, but they were incapable of doing that game plan because Zach Wilson was their quarterback. And now that Zach, and now that Mike White is their quarterback, they can actually play this style. But if he's just more efficient, they don't get that kind of value. You know, like he, he has to also play as bad as he did last week, which is, I guess, possible. But Corey Davis is still playing a lot more than Elijah Moore because he plays in two wide receiver sets because he's a good run blocker. Um, and it's, I, I feel like the Elijah Moore stuff's really thin. He's 3,500 though. So I'm not going to push back on anyone playing at $3,500. It's like, it's like how, how thin can it be if people are going to be playing Philip Dorsett and Kendall Hinton? I mean, DJ Shark is 4,300. Just pay for him. Yeah. Are you, uh, are you interested in the Dallas running back? So like Pollard obviously is going to be pretty owned, but I, I, I was trying to talk myself into Zeke, but he has had two games this year of two touchdowns and still has not cracked 20 points. Yeah. They both are really touchdown dependent guys that are scoring a lot of touchdowns, you know, cause even Pollard two weeks ago when he didn't score a touchdown, you saw it, right? Like you saw where like the touches become a problem. The thing with the Dallas guys is that um, they don't catch passes. We had the, we had the Vikings yeah. game where Pollard had the, the blow up. But other than that, like we're really not getting a lot of receptions for any of these guys. Um, and so that's why the floor is low and they don't score. Now they keep scoring touchdowns. I think Pollard has eight touchdowns over his past five games and Zeke has seven touchdowns over his past five games, which seems like it shouldn't exist for two running backs on the same team to be able to have those kind of numbers. But that's what we have right now is these guys are getting in the box like crazy and it's their home, uh, home favorites by 17 points, 30 point team total. Like it's tough to say that, that they're not going to get there here but they're living on those touchdowns. I mean, if Zeke scores three, I guess he could get in, <laughs> in the optimal. I don't know. It's he's like, more I think... expensive. It's funny. He's more expensive than Pollard on FanDuel and then Pollard's, which makes sense. I guess. I guess yeah, that, that makes sense. But I mean, I, I like, I like Schultz and Gallup just because they're like, like lamb and Pollard look like they're going to be chalking. So they, yeah. they're going to be leverage. I mean, the, the thing is with, the, with these guys against the Texans is why do we keep making these guys chalky against the Texans? Like nobody's getting there against them because just they suck. They're so bad. Uh, they, they've allowed two QB1 scores on the year, the Texans have, because nobody has to throw against them in the second half of games. They haven't even led for a snap in the second half since week five. The, they've allowed, the, you know, so the Texans only allowed one wide receiver one in the season. And do you know who it was? One wide receiver, one on the season. And now I have no idea. It was week one, Michael Pittman, a game that went to overtime. They haven't allowed it because nobody wow. has to throw. Nobody has to throw against. It's like they're not giving up any spike ceiling weeks to anybody. Like, I mean, I think that's what makes it so hard, right? We've got this team that has the at home. They've got a 30-point team total. They're massive favorites. And, like, inherently, these are spots we would want to play these guys. But is it just a situation where there's just no ceiling? Like, Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks aren't going to play in this game. Like, what the hell are the Texans going to do? Yeah. 
No, I, I, I this get could it. be like dude, Malik Davis could be in the whole fourth quarter of this game. Yeah, I, it could just be a repeat of last week, I guess. Right? Yeah, where where Malik Davis is is in there. What a, what a bummer. I mean, it's just it's not good. It's not good for the game. No, and we're at that point of the fantasy season too, right? Like where like like the the, the guy. So I've been riding Josh Jacobs in a couple weeks, where I just luck boxing him. It's not like he was a guy I targeted. But like now that like the Raiders are toast after last night, like when do they just shut that dude down? Uh, He's like I a mean, thousand injuries. Felt felt like if they were going to shut him down, felt like it would have happened uh, last night. Well, no, because, because they're he, still he alive. Broke, he broke his hand. I don't know. Yeah, but, like he's all banged up. Yeah, but they were still alive. Like if you look, if they win that game last night, which arguably you could say they should have, like they played Patriots, Steelers, like they they have wins coming up or potential wins, like. They're they're cooked now. Then the the Jaguars they're completely cooked after last week. I saw they have like a two percent chance to make the playoffs. Like we're in that situation now where we start looking at it, it's like all right, well who's gonna who's really gonna start pulling some of these guys on us? Yeah, rough man, rough. It this is, slate sucks though. Rough. This is I've never felt so like it's mad it's, on a it's despondent. It's despondent. Yeah, it's not great. Maybe we'll get uh, something tomorrow or uh, Yeah, we just need we need like two guys who are on the right side of Q right now to not play. And then <laughs> and then we're in a we're in a whole different world. Um all right, man. Tell the people, sharp football, where can they go? What what are they gonna find? Yeah, sharp football analysis still breaking down these games uh, in depth from a player perspective. Uh obviously all like stuff has transitioned to like weekly packages. You can come on, you can do starter fifty and do fifty percent off. Uh, the first week and then you know whatever if you like canceling you do just repeat boom there we go all right everyone thank you for listening thank you to reebs for for joining us i'll be back with the uh the Gilcast on sunday night see y'all then bye across america bp supports more than two hundred and seventy-five thousand jobs to keep energy flowing jobs like updating turbines at one of our indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.